If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is the Denver Sports Betting Show. The latest odds, previews, and picks every weekday afternoon at 3. Here's a Nilo Piro. One in the Mile High City, welcome into the hardest sports betting show in the softest sports betting or the softest city in America. Boo. The uh, Denver Sports Betting Show, right here on uh, Mile High Sports Radio. Thrilled to be here in uh, the epicenter of soft sports boo fans in Colorado. Boo. Boo. boo, 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 boo. Softest sports city in the country. Love oh, it here, but uh, that's what we do in the Mile High City. We get bullied, we get rolled over, we get Punished by the national media. That's what we do here. We get blacked out for game three by our own owner. That that's that's what we do in the Mile High City. That's what we do here. You ever been to LA? Dealt with any I, Laker fans? I, I grew up in LA. Uh, Fre- Fre- Freddie's a Laker fan. Freddie's annoying, but you can't say he's a bad fan. A There's a lot of scummy Dodger fans out there, but uh there, I know a lot of real good Dodger fans as well. I'll think of some good cities as we go along. Boomy, I'm th- I'm down with it, man. If you guys want to boomy, I know there were some chirpers out there on Twitter. Man, you go ahead. what you were doing. Oh, go I knew exactly what I was doing. It's not even that though, because I know that the take was rooted in wanting the best for this city. It's nothing more than wanting us to be a top tier sports city in the country. That when you think of professional sports, Denver's a top five city that comes on the map. Right now, it's not. Outside of the Denver Broncos, it's the only legitimate fan base, in my opinion, that... And I'm not trying to... I, I really realized that I ruffled a lot of feathers with the Nuggets and Avalanche fans, because I really wasn't trying to do that. There's a lot of really good Nuggets and Avalanche fans, but for every diehard Nuggets fan in this city, there's about 10 casuals. Like, tried and, and true and die, you, and, and you, you know it. And your argument is that with Denver Broncos fans, you have like eight diehards and two casuals? I think that... Sure. Like there's more there's a denser population I think there's a of lot diehards. Of casual Broncos fans. Oh, I think there is as well. I just think like you know what I'm saying though is like you can't talk crap on the Broncos in this city. Like you will get run up on. Like people will pick will have a bone to pick. Like you could like it, honestly it was squizzy that triggered me yesterday because it was all about the mellow situation. And honestly, that tweet was rooted in the mellow booing. Like the fact that Nuggets fans were getting so ridiculed for booing a player that did them dirty, to me, was the epitome of us being a soft city. Like, why is, does Melo not deserve to get booed? But when that happens, when a national media guy speaks out, Mark Spears, or even in, in the but previous it's our own examples, fans too. the fans all go after them, and they force them typically to apologize or right. delete the tweet. That's, that's not being soft. That's not letting the no, national no. media push you around and tell you what to do. But it's also like for every... 20 members of Nuggets Twitter that are going after that like there's people like Squizzy who claim Park Hill that are willing to just 
disregard everything that's happening in front of us. I think Squizzy's an abomination. He's wrong, oh, and I don't gosh. think he represents Denver sports so fans. So I do want to—I uh, don't want to issue an apology, but it was a—it was a hot take that I think was taken a, out of context because I really meant when I was saying that Denver's a soft, the softest sports city in the country. I just can't believe that the fans are getting the getting the finger pointed at them for booing Carmelo Anthony. It's like there's this whole spin that it's Nuggets fans' fault that Melo's being booed. And to me, that's just soft. I mean, like, like look at New York last night. Like, did you see the signs they had for Trey Young about Trey Young? Or, or he's balding. You know, like there's so many other instances of sports cities going after players, like after them, after them. And like here we are in Denver, where it's like we boo one player who did his dirty, and now we're crucified for it. Do you think it's just bigger because we are in Denver and we see all the tweets that are crucifying Nuggets fans for it? Maybe. I just don't see it the same for the Broncos. And like that's the thing that I think drives me the most insane is it's not apples to apples across the board. Like The Broncos are not treated equally like the other teams. But there's nothing like the intimacy of the fan-player relationship like the NBA because you're all closed right. in there. The fans can yell at you. Like NFL, there's so much separation, it feels right. like, from fans. It's just... I don't know, man. Like I said, like Denver is a very, very good sports city. It's just like to me when it comes to being pushed over and they call it a flyover city. Like I think that we still have that stigma for a reason. Like, you know what I'm saying? I brought it up to Danny, I think it was, or to you. Like, is Boston getting one of their games blacked out? Is, is Miami ever going to get one of their games blacked out? And I'm not trying to say it's the fans' fault that this game is being blacked out tonight on NBA TV. But if there's enough of a demand, you best believe that game is not getting blacked out. You best believe. That, that's a fact. Yeah, no, no doubt that we need to start not being looked at as a flyover city, especially with the pop, the way the population's growing in the city. We are no longer what we were 10, no. 15 years ago. This is a big city. It's just not a big sports city. Absolutely. And I love, that's the thing is like, I love this city. Like, I'm not trying to be like one of these random outsiders. That's just like, like, to me, it's like, I want people to put respect on our name. Like when people think of Denver sports, I want us to be that on the map city, that up and coming city. And that's where it gets so rooted in Carmelo Anthony is this is a guy that I know it was a handful of years ago, but that didn't see the vision, right? And I think that we just, we have Nathan McKinnon, you know, in the Colorado Avalanche who are well on their way to potentially winning a cup. You've got the Denver Nuggets who got their name in the mix. And, and it just seems like this is now the second year in a row, no TV coverage from Altitude. And, and say what you want to say. I know it's a bitter argument between them and Comcast and Dish, but like I said, Chase, if there was a tried and true demand, if people cared enough to force issues and force action, they would do it. There's not an, I'm not trying to say there's not enough pressure because it's not fair to the fans that I see on Twitter and the people that are out there sending letters and writing emails and blah, blah, blah. That's not true. It's just not enough. It's just the reality of it. There's not enough of the masses to move the needle and make an impact and force this city to be the true diehard city that it can be. And the transplants play a huge role in that. Absolutely. And I, I think you, you look at Denver Nuggets fans and call it Avalanche fans, it's like one and the same. And I think they're completely right. different. I think Avs fans are very much respected in the NHL community. That oh, people definitely. know about the white pom-poms during the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They know Pepsi Center is a tough atmosphere to play in uh, when it comes playoff time. I, I don't think that's the same with the Nuggets fans at all. I yeah, I tend to agree. one of the issues that you have. Is you don't see Avs fans just because you haven't been around it as, as long right. as the Nuggets. And I, and I know the potential that the Avalanche have, and I know how diehard their fan base is, but like... It's great that we have that, but it's also kind of unfortunate that the one fan base that that is attached to besides the Broncos is the sport that generally matters most in the grand scheme of things. And that's not meant to be disrespectful at all. Like, I love hockey. I love the Avalanche. But at we talk as much Avalanche as anybody in this city, probably just as much as Altitude does, and they're owned by the damn team. You know what I'm saying? 
And I think part of it too is, I mean, you're wearing your Sixers gear. My whole family, I grew up a New York sports era fan. Like I just grew up with a different type of intensity when it comes to like rooting for your teams. Like it's just, it's a life or death thing to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, there's a lot of good Nuggets fans here. There's a lot of good Avalanche fans here who really care about it, but I just don't. And it's a different part of the country. I'm not trying to say we should expect Denver to be like New York sports, but I love when people dedicate everything around the teams. Like, it's a rallying thing, and I just, we lack that overall diehard community feel, I feel. Definitely. I think think New York's the best example. You see it with Yankees fans, obviously. If you know a Yankee fan, you kind of know that they watch every single game. Exactly. That's all they care about. Or you kind of, you see some of the videos with like Islanders fans. I don't know if you know Frankie Borelli, the, oh, bar, the barstool guy. He's been, he had a heart attack last night yeah. when the Islanders scored. It's he was nuts. videoing himself. He literally <laughs> passed out when the Islanders scored because they're going to advance in the first round. Like, I don't think you do have that type of diehard fan. Like the, the biggest diehard fan, and he's meant to be that. Like, where is that Rocky energy? You know, like the mascot for the Nuggets. Like the mascot Rocky that man is like on something every single game. And I'm, I know he's the mascot, but like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where is just like that electricity that like, like, you know, you walk into the can, you plug yourself in and it's like, I just don't feel it sometimes. Just we're, feel a lot of casual. We're going to go to Nav's game together. Though. I'm so down. And like I said, I'm really not trying to be disrespectful, man. Like, I love this city. I do. Like, I went to high school out here, I went to college out here, across the street from the arena. Like, I love Colorado. And oh, this is for another segment. One of the first things I did in sports media was try to start a Denver Nuggets fan group. You know that? You go to Twitter, at Denver Sidekicks. I started that when I was a junior in high school because I was so upset of the lack of fan attention for the Denver Nuggets. So it's not, it's rooted in a good cause. That's like, that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. I, I think when you take it to softest city in the entire country right. is where this debate changes. <sighs> it's do, just Twitter, dude. Like, Do Denver fans need to be more committed? Do they need to be more diehard? Yes. Yeah. Are they the softest in the country? Right. And I was literally sitting back here with like Ryan and Danny, like edit or like producing afternoon drive. And like, I just, it's just like some, it was a casual tweet in my mind and it just, it caused a frenzy on social media. But uh, before <laughs> I we get, thought you knew exactly. I kind of knew what I was doing. I didn't think it was weird. Into. Like there was a lot of people agreeing with me at first. And then I got woke up to like people being like, who is this man? Like, blah. And I'm like, okay. So uh, what a time. Follow me on social media at media by AP. The real question though is how many followers did you gain because of that tweet? Oh, I lost followers. I, oh, I, I, and I was fine with that. I, lo- I lost about a dozen followers from that. And I was like, get out of my timeline then. I don't want, I don't want these casual fake fans on my timeline. I'm going to bring intense takes. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm going to bring takes that nobody else brings. Like, I'm going to be a little different with it. Doesn't mean I'm not passionate. It's just like, let's, let's get legit. Like, let, let's, let, let's take this serious, boys and girls. So, all right, before we get to our first break, uh, let's go ahead and fire up those opening lines, Andrew. The spreads and totals for tonight's games for our Denver teams. It's time for opening lines. Yeah, I missed the two Rockies games. Yeah, I am 0 for 2 behind the eight ball today. <laughs> I ban you from betting on the Rockies when they're on the road. It's okay. I know you did, You're but it, your it's money like a away. bad habit. It's a bad habit, man. Come on. It's gonna stay in there oh, by against your Mets. And I'm a Mets fan. That's the best part. Oh my gosh, I'm crazy. Yeah, so the Rockies. Uh, I'm gonna go 0 and 2. You're not allowed to bet on the Rockies on the road. Why anymore. though? They're gonna. Ha- they have to win eventually. No, they're just bad. I get it, but they're not going to lose every game. On the road, they might. They've won three. They, <laughs> they tried to, though. They will try. Come on, man. At home, it's fine. You can bet the Rockies at home. It's fine. All they're right. Pretty good home. Team. Well, uh, the Rockies, yes, they're going to lose two games in a doubleheader today to my New York Metropolitans, who are uh, creeping. They're, on for, they're in first place still. Talk ahead about of your, uh, die, a diehard fan base. 
Oh, exactly. And that's what I come from. Like, it's, it's just what I come from. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a Cowboy fan. Sadly, that's about as the good Cowboys fans are as diehard as they get. The good ones, which are few and far between. I'm not even saying I'm so a So, if we're one. talking about eight casuals to two, two diehards. Uh, yeah, may, maybe. But that's why we're America's team. But uh, let's go ahead and focus on the big game of the night. The Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers. Four-point favorite. The Blazers are at home. We've got a point total of 227 and a half. What are you thinking? I'm saying three and a half, so I guess a little bit of yeah, a little public bit of movement. Is, is coming yeah. in probably on Denver. I, I don't feel great about it. We've seen what happens with this team when they get two days rest. Just I don't know what it is, but they never come out good. So bet against them in the first half, and then maybe we'll see in the second half. That's kind of how I look at it. I think Portland's a lock tonight against the spread. I, I, I don't trust Denver whatsoever. I, I think I, and I, I think this game I think this series is going seven. So I, I think Portland's going to come out tonight. I think Dame's going to go for forty. So bet his over thirty-two and a half points. Easy. I, I mean, I'm betting the over thirty-two, or I'm betting the over on Dame points every single game, every single game, so long as Portland's in the playoffs, even if they bounce Denver, every single game. If if I can get Dame points under thirty-five, I will bet the over every single time, as long as the juice isn't too crazy. So no, I think it's an interesting matchup for the Nuggets as the series now heads out west to Portland, obviously tied up at one-one. I also like the Monte Morris over on assists at three and a half. I already locked that in this morning. I think uh, you'll see him get some distribution out there. Facundo Composo getting exposed by Dane Lillard. I think you'll see Denver spice it up a little bit. Yeah, and he, he's an important player for them. They, they need Monte to play well. We kind of saw that when he was out. too. Exciting, man. This could, uh, when it's all said and done, end up being the best series in the opening round of the NBA playoffs, which by all accounts usually, be, usually tends to be the worst round of playoff basketball. So get spoiled so far with a good series knotted up at 1-1 apiece tonight 8 30 p.m local time the denver nuggets and the portland trailblazers game three coming up from the moda center out there in portland denver the three and a half point dog against the spread any uh closing thoughts before we uh get to our first break no i'll have a few picks at the end of the show good stuff we'll, we'll save them for them well uh, up next you might know him as number 80 you might know him as his uh from his time running around on the field as a denver bronco he's our brand ambassador mr rod smith yes that rod smith that played for the broncos he's gonna hop in here for a couple of segments he was actually at otas for the denver broncos we'll pick his brain about what he saw i know we talked to drew Locke. i know we talked to teddy bridgewater we'll pick rod's brain about the state of the team and make some bets as well all that and more in a few minutes right here on the denver The Denver Sports Betting Show with Aneel Apira, exclusively on Mile High Sports. He doesn't need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think... Alright, welcome back to Denver Sports Betting Show, right here, 318 in the Mile High City. I am getting ridiculed, left and right, and uh, to my left right now I've got Mr. Rod Smith, who... Uh, Heard you about to get beat up. Yeah, Rod, Rod thinks they're going to beat me up in the streets for no, my... I uh, might beat you up. Yeah, he might. You could beat me up. <laughs> He, yeah, uh, Rod is not too happy with my take that uh, Denver is the softest sports city in the country. Well, okay, what the hell made you say that? I'm a, I was outside and I heard, I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. So explain. First of all, saying the softest means there's nobody else worse than us. 
Right. You you what are you smoking? You must I know Nothing. I, I was legal. I was right where Chase it, is right now. Chase, I know it's legal, Chase, but come on, man. What you smoking? Dude? No, I was you said I, I was wor- I was working while I t- so while I sent that tweet out with Ryan. Ryan was sitting right next to me when I sent that out. Ryan didn't smack you? No, he laughed at me though. Everybody laughed at me. Hey, man, they always okay, laugh what, at greatness. What what, 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 are, what would make you think that we're the softest city in anything? Okay, it's not. Let me add some context to this. Was okay. So I I did the show with Squizzy. And we're recording this. I want to make sure we're getting... This is great content. This is going to be... It's a whole thing. So I did the show with Squizzy. Squizzy's from Denver. Yes. And, that, and this did is Squizzy the, smack you? No. And because Squizzy's out here telling me that Carmelo Anthony's a better player than Nikola Jokic. He, Squizzy's out here telling me that Melo is a better number 15 than Nikola Jokic. Is that not disrespectful, Rod? Well, you can't disrespect Melo either. Melo is the number 10 ranked all-time scorer in basketball history. I'm a Melo fan, so now what? I love Jokic, oh my gosh. but you, can, you can't try to compare the eras, first of all. Okay, I'm not comparing the eras, but at this moment in time, after he gets his MVP trophy, Nikola Jokic will have accomplished more than Carmelo Anthony did in half the time. That's a fact. Okay, we'll see when his career is over, too. Okay. Because but, Carmelo Anthony is ranked the top 10 all-time scorer in basketball history. Right. right. And, but what, what, what is he won, though? I don't care. You can't take it away from him. What do you mean? You can't take that away from him. I'm not taking him. it away from him, but you're telling me that Jokic is what Jokic does, in my opinion, is more impactful than Carmelo. And so where Especially this, right now. Exactly. And where this was all rooted is you've seen the boos that Melo's been getting. I'm not necessarily He gets booed because he's not on our team. Exactly. But there's a lot of people You think of, you think if Jokic go to another team and come back to Denver and play, they're oh, gonna boo his ass. Absolute, absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody's the, gonna get booed when where, you leave and come back. Where the terminology soft came out was because there's a lot of Nuggets fans that I'm seeing on social media and hit me up. We shouldn't boo Carmelo Anthony why should we boo Carmelo Anthony he gave us all he had blah 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 he didn't turn his back on the city he didn't request a trade he didn't do us dirty did Carmelo Anthony do the city dirty I don't think so why don't you think that because he worked his tail off remember the Nuggets before and here's the thing matter of fact Melo came in after I had just got to Denver mm, and the, you know good. what was happening you can look it up Denver wasn't even going to the damn playoffs right until Carmelo got here then the time when Melo was here, we went to the playoffs and we contended several times. We went to the uh, the Western Conference Championship. Right. I sat courtside right next to the owner at that game. Right. We lost to the Lakers. Right. Uh, but he did what he could for what he had to work with. And I'm not denying that. What I'm saying is I think that Nuggets fans absolutely positively have the right to boo him if they yeah, feel you can, so. Yeah, you can boo. I, I, and, I'm okay with the booing, but you also saw what happened this week when people start throwing stuff and spitting on right. people. That's when somebody get their ass knocked out. Then they want to sue. Right. Because, oh, well, this player touched me. Well, you don't get to talk to people any right. kind of way. You you can talk. You can boo at the game and do your thing. But there's a point in time when people draw across this line and they're disrespectful. You got to remember, we're still humans. You know, him, them booing Carmelo didn't stop him from dropping 18 points on us right. in the first half. Right. No, I, I, I completely agree with that. And to me, I it's, remember them booing Kobe Bryant. He had 50 on us. So y'all mm-hmm. might want to chill out with the boo. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to see how he plays uh, moving forward here. But I guess it just seems like there was a lot of negative reception for it. It was almost like Nuggets fans were in the wrong, according to the court of public opinion, for booing Carmelo. No. And to me, that's ludicrous. No. To me, that's and that's soft I, though. I, I I personally know Carmelo. We're not like cool like that, but I just know him, his people. I'm a I'm a Carmelo Anthony fan, and that's Big fine. Fan got his first pair of shoes, still at house mm-hmm. <laughs> in, yeah. in, in the closet right now. And but the thing is, when he come here, I don't want him to do well because I want right. him to win the game. And I don't, but think- I don't wish nothing bad on Carmelo Anthony and him or his family. I see his son is growing up doing some big things. Right. So I'm I'm a Melo fan, so I would never boo him, but I just don't want him to do well. 
Against us, and, I'm and, a Nuggets fan. And that's beyond fair. And my overarching take is let the fans be fans. Don't Absolutely. tell someone how to be a fan. If they want to boo, let them boo. Okay, but still, why do, you, why do we get to be soft? Because I think it's absurd that you have Nuggets fans trying to rip off other Nuggets fans' heads for expressing opinion about a player they dislike. Yeah. That's extremely soft to me. Well, I, I mean... If you think, well, if they're trying to rip somebody's head off, that's not a soft act. That's aggressive. But it's a soft act for the other side who wants to just coddle Carmelo and, and look at him as this but lover boy. That's the, that's the world. Everybody has to pick a side for some freaking reason. Everybody, right. like, if, if they ain't on this side, they're on this side. Then they actually, if you don't have that argument between each other, they don't feel worthy. They don't feel <laughs> like their, their, their opinion matters unless they got somebody to argue with. You see, every show is that way on sports shows. Right. You see, everybody, there has to be an evil and a good. It can't be. Two goods or two, it just can't. Right. It would be as interesting. Yeah, so. you're very wise, <laughs> very wise. No, I agree. And so that was my overarching take. Like I said, let no, the can, let the I fans do what they want to do. Absolutely, boo the hell out of them. I'm I'm with. Hey, hopefully if you boo him, he missed some shots. Exactly, because he ain't missing too many shots. I just like. Ugh. It's just crazy to me. And then you have like national reporters like Mark Spears, who works for ESPN now. Like he was covering the Nuggets during the Mellow era, and based he deleted the tweet now, but was like Nuggets fans are in the wrong for you know booing Carmelo. He gave all he had to. It's just it seems like everybody else outside of Denver wants to tell Denver fans how to act, and I have a problem with that. No, no, you don't get to. You know what? I I I saw some stuff. My my man Sharp was saying that you know. And, and, oh, I gotta and ask I, you about Sharp. Yeah, but here's my thing: is too when some people. Um, buy a ticket, they don't give you certain rights. Right. Just because you bought a damn ticket don't give you a right to be disrespectful as a person. Right. That ticket would be a ticket to get in your ass whooped if you go out in line with one. You got to remember, these are professional athletes that you're messing with. And even when they had that big brawl back in the day when they had the, when they went up in the stands. Yep. <laughs> to the me, malice at the palace. None of those, none of those guys should have got fined at all if they got the right person. Now, you hit the wrong person, that's different. Right. But the people who started, they have a right to get their ass whooped because you ain't got no business throwing stuff at people and this isn't that. Calling people out their name, you know, guys got to be a little bit stronger there because that's what, that's what fans do. But right. when you start getting, when you cross that line racially and, and, and right. people's Definitely. Uh, sexual orientation, that kind of thing, you, you, you're asking for a beatdown. I completely agree with you on that front. Um, okay, so that's that's kind of my overarching take on that situation. Yeah, no, I, I, I I'm... I'm I'm all for I, I used to love, probably one of the best stories of my life was getting booed in Kansas City. Because I went to college in Missouri. So right. everybody in my everybody at the school was a Chiefs fan. Right. I actually got a call that I was going to possibly get drafted by the Chiefs. Y'all probably heard this story Ooh. a little bit. The Chiefs told me basically I wasn't good enough. I was too slow and they drafted Chris Penn. And I went to torch their ass for the rest of my career after that. <laughs> but I remember walking down the tunnel and this old lady was booing me so bad, man. I was cracking up. It was so funny. This lady had to be about 80 years old. It's the F right way to do Rod it, Smith. folks. Yeah, she's just going off, and I'm sitting there shaking my head, laughing like somebody's grandma, who should be making me some damn cookies, is sitting there cussing me out, calling me the F word and everything like that. One of the times we went there, we win the game. I could not find that old lady for nothing after the game. Yeah, I, was I bet. For, she probably died because we won. Hopefully, she, <laughs> hopefully she did. <laughs> That's the, I would see. Honestly, I'm not an. To athlete. me, it's fun. To me, it's That's fun. That's what I'm if saying. You, if you boo and you root for your team, fine. But you can't just don't be disrespectful, guys. Enjoy it. Have fun. You are the sixth one of only six people in NFL history to have a hundred receptions against at least three teams. The Kansas City Chiefs are one of those Absolutely. three teams. I should be so. in the Ring of Fame. You're wearing the red one. though now. Yeah, if they got a Ring of Fame, I'm I'm dressing for Kansas City <laughs> Ring of Fame. Good stuff. Uh, okay, before we hit a break though, did you see what happened with your boy Shannon with the with the whole Julio Jones thing? You know, I I I caught a glimpse of it, and then people start messaging me that. 
And but if you look at Skip, Skip was saying, "Hey, I know you're watching us right now. Pick up the phone." It was just such a weird situation. But I, I, I felt like it was set up for me. To me, it I don't really know because I haven't talked to Shannon about it. But I don't. I know for a fact Shannon wouldn't set him up and have him on right. the air like that without him knowing. That, I agree because he knows he knows when Shannon's on the air because he watched the show. But right. it's a matter of you know because Skip was saying, "Who yo? I know you see us pick up the phone." So I'm thinking that they set that up. That's right. What I thought. It was just weird because like. You can tell like, when Julio picked up the phone, it just sounded so nonchalant. You know, it sounded like he maybe thought that he was off the record or just talking to his boy, you know, off air. It was, what a weird situation. Yeah, but, no, that was that was crazy. Because somebody was like, oh, Shannon set him up. I'm like, and I hadn't watched it. And then when I saw it, and I'm I, I'm knowing Sharp, Sharp would never do that. Like right. intentionally, hey man, listen, I'm gonna call, I'm 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 gonna call him and put him on air without him knowing it. He wouldn't do that. Right. No, yeah, I, I agree. It was just one of those things that circulated on the social media cycle that I was just like, what on it, it earth? Gets, it gets the eyeballs, it gets the ratings and that kind of thing. Like you getting beat up in the studio exactly. right now because of calling Denver Why do you, Why do you think I tweeted it? You think <laughs> I tweeted it because I, I, I just had to get it out you there? You want to get beat up? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I guarantee you probably have more you know, listeners you know today than we did yesterday. You. you know they're going to videotape it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I get Every, Everybody videotapes everything. No one wants everything. to help you. They just sit there like this and like, dude, he's drowning. so Would messed please up. Please help him get out of the water. Yeah, though, they'd rather film it. Ha- it's world we live in right oh it's crazy it is a crazy world all right let's go ahead and uh, hit a break right now when we come back we'll uh, get a little bronco centric uh mr smith was over there at broncos ota earlier this week First i know a uh, year man I've been look at the- that yeah. and i know you had a little uh, inside view on the quarterback some of the other yeah. t- uh, players that were going down Absolutely. so we'll uh, we'll pick rod's brain about what he saw when he was over at broncos camp and also uh, you know pick his brain about the season in general we'll do that and more back on the other side the denver's Now, more of the Denver Sports Betting Show. Here's Anil Opira. All right, welcome back to the Denver Sports Betting Show, 332 right here in the Mile High City. Five days a week we do this program, guys, right here on Mile High Sports Radio 98.1 FM. Like to pick some winners and cover Denver sports in a a little bit of a different way. Because sports betting is 100% legal in Colorado, and it's time for sports fans to get in on the action. With that, we want to ensure Colorado bettors are educated before laying their money on the line. So be sure to check out denversportsbetting.com for daily news, trends, and analysis of sports from a betting perspective by Colorado's premier sports betting-centric media outlet. That's what we do here on the Denver Sports Betting Show. And that's what we do online, denversportsbetting.com. One of our writers, actually, uh, Dan Orenkol, we like to call him D-Gen Dan because he's just a filthy degenerate. I mean, <laughs> he, he'll, he'll come on this show sometimes, and in between the breaks, he'll open up and start playing virtual slot machines. I mean, this guy, is he's next level. But uh, he, he put, seems like he has a problem. Yeah, maybe. May <laughs> hey, if you got a gambling problem, call that number. To 1-800-422-4700. I think that's one 800 I know that number. One, not for me, but I know that right. number. But uh, 4700 if you got a gambling problem. And plus, I can tell you right now, Denver Sports Betting, you know how I know it works? Because I sent them, and I, it's a little private chat I got with some guys. And I sent them three. I was three for three the other day. Red hot. Hey, I was like, I sent it to them real late. And I hope they're in the bed and they wake up and see I want money. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, DJ and Dan, he put $500 on the Nuggets minus two in game two. So he was about $1,000 up. And then uh, last night, he rolled it all over on the Knicks against the spread. Or he didn't tell, he said an undisclosed amount, which means probably more than the $500 he'd bet in the previous game. So uh, DJ and Dan, he's on a heater. Denversportsbetting.com. We're giving his picks out. He's getting some hey, analysis. Get so. him, guys. I'm telling you. 
if you, especially if you're new, because I'm still fairly new to sports betting, so I only bet a few different things. Because a lot of times you can get confused on all the numbers and you see all this stuff. I understand how to pick winners and losers. I understand the spread over under. That's what I play right now. And you know what? I'm getting I'm getting W's. That's all that matters. We love to see it. Well, uh, we are chatting with Rod Smith, former Denver Bronco wide receiver and our brand ambassador over at DenverSportsBetting.com. Uh, you said you went back to Dove Valley for the yes. first time in about a year. So. Oh, man, it felt good. I bet. Oh, dude, I hadn't been over there, like, actually in the building, all the changes they made. Uh, honestly, I, I, um, I, I was called over to... Um, just talk to the club at the beginning of the year. There was the first camp with the vets and the rooks. And uh, for me, I was just super excited about it. One thing that was <laughs> had to go through the protocol for COVID. Yeah, what was that like? Honestly, they have a hospital over there, dude. It's like a hospital. I walk through there. I'm in line. Of course, Vaughn shows up. Go ahead, Vaughn. No, no, no. <laughs> I said, no, go ahead, Vaughn. Franchise, go ahead. Right. And Vaughn and Simmons comes and, you know, um, just, just some of the guys, I start letting them go out to do it. You guys got to go to work. I don't. I'm right. good. But just going through that hole and taking a COVID test, I said, you guys do this every day? To me, that was the ultimate distraction. Hmm. Football is a lot more mental. And if I had to go get a COVID test, then I got to wait for it to clear every day. Like, I, yeah, like even when I tough. did it, I had to sit in my car. I couldn't go around anybody. You know, I got my mask on and stuff. I go sit in the car. Or I just actually stood outside the car and I just waited. For literally like 35 minutes before they could say, oh, you don't have COVID. Before I could go in, wear a mask, I said, you guys do this every day before you actually prepare to go play and practice football. Right. Football is a lot more mental. And I said, you know what? I would do everything I could to make sure that I didn't have to do that. And I guess if you're vaccinated, then you only have to do it once a week. Okay. And I think the whole staff and all those guys are vaccinated, the coaches, because teams are getting together for those who have a certain percentage of vaccination. Right. That's the NFL thing. I don't know all the rules on that. But to me, I'll be like, I would. that's just me. I would be pushing that so we can get on the field. Right. You can't win football games on Zoom. I can promise you that. So let me let me take it a step further. And before we dive too deep into the Broncos, there's been a big overarching topic of discussion amongst the NFL and kind of the amount of players that are deciding to do the voluntary workouts, the OTAs. Yeah. There seems to be a decline on the amount of, there was a term, not physicality, the... Uh, repetitive movements that the players are required to do during these OTAs. Essentially, basically not working them too hard. Making it so that you don't injure yourself in OTAs and lose out on your money, blah, blah, blah. Go tell that to Juwan James, right? What do you make of this entire situation about the Players Association and just everything? I was everything? a player rep. Exactly, yeah. I was a player rep. And here's the thing. I built my career off showing up for uh, off-season. I went to 600-plus voluntary off-season workouts. They didn't pay me. I didn't have it in my contract. Guys now have it in their contract. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's another sports guy that does a sports show. Good friend of mine. He said, it's your fault. He blamed me because guys don't just go over. I said, wait a minute. You're blaming me because I went to work every day and did my job right. and without getting paid for it. I said, that's how I made my money. So for me, when I was a union rep, I always looked out for the overall greatness of the league as well as the players individually. And I think there's a part of the rules from the new agreement was if you got hurt and you wasn't on basically on company grounds, you're on your own. Like right. you go, they have an offseason. That's what happened program. to Juwan James. Exactly. And that's also what happened to uh, the receiver. Um, um, what's his name? Oh, I can't think of his name right now. I'll think of it in a second. But anyway... They got Deshaun hurt. Deshaun Hamilton. Deshaun yep. Hamilton got hurt, 
away from the grounds during a period when you could have been in offseason at the facility. So if they, but if they would have gotten hurt at the Broncos facility, is there that's no? Their contract is fully guaranteed. You can't get if it's at the facility. If you if you're working on on team facility team, remember the, the place yeah. is open for you to work out. Right. From I don't know the whole thing what happened, but I guess the there was some some chatter of let's put some pressure on the clubs by not going to work out at the facility. Let's right. not participate in these OTAs so as a group. I got a call from one of the reporters. He said, hey, how would how do you feel about this? I said, I'm going to work. I'm taking my ass to the facility. I remember facility. seeing that tweet. Yeah, I'm taking I remember my that. ass to work. I don't care what, you know what? This time of year, honestly, is two different seasons going on. That's you as an individual, as a player who's trying to make the team, and then there's the team. If you don't do what you have to do individually to get on that team, you're not going to make the team. And I knew I was better served being over there with Rich Tootin and and, Gret, and, and, the, and the guys that were there working me out versus me being somewhere else because the best place you're going to be, even against COVID, and I told the players this when I talked to them, dude, that's a hospital over there. Yeah. If I want to protect myself versus COVID, I'm safer at, at the Bronco facility right. than I am anywhere else in this city. It's, such a ref- it's so refreshing talking no, to I'm you. No, I'm just it being is, honest though. because – COVID, and I told them, I applaud each and every one of them because all of them went through hell last year. Right. I don't even know how you could actually perform. If you were a college per, per player, you didn't get to perform the way you normally perform. You had all year, all the high school kids who got screwed out of their senior years, right? I, I know some high school kids right now, they're finally getting a chance to run. I talked to one young man that tracked me uh, not too long ago, and I told him, I said, man, listen, just keep running. He, I know he would be better if he got to run last year, and he didn't. I said, dude, here's the thing. Life throws these challenges on you. If you're a top player, you're gonna you're gonna shine. You're gonna rise to the top. But I I just know that that place is a better place to go for working out. Uh, I know the players think, well, I can go over here. My guru over here can do this, this, and that. But that guru ain't the one who's guaranteeing your 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 basically your livelihood in the league. Yeah, it's a different way of going about your business in this day and age. It appears, uh, but. Words of wisdom from Rod Smith. So let's talk about what you saw, though, down yeah. at the facility. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from chatting yeah. with the guys and whatnot? Yeah, you know what, man? Uh, Vaughn is in crazy shape. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Honestly, you could tell he didn't waste, you know, the time that he had. I felt the energy from Vaughn. I got to see a lot of the guys, honestly. It was my first time, like I said, getting to walk through the locker room and hadn't done it in a long time. And... Uh, uh, Justin Simmons and I had some good conversation. Um, Corlin and I, because, you know, he coming off that right, knee injury, so right. I wanted to really have some conversation with him, talk to Jerry a little bit, and, um, you know, Warren, talk to Warren Jackson, talk to them, them talk to Teddy Bridgewater for a little bit. Um, uh, Locke, saw him in the locker room. Honestly, his energy felt real good. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to base off of when you see somebody, like he just really felt upbeat. And, 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 and watching them practice, you can tell it was their first day as a group. And that's why I say you want to get together as much as you can. There were some throws that were off. Some guys dropped some some beautiful bombs on that would have been touchdown. They dropped them. And these are some young guys. I'm like, man, listen, you want to make the club, you got to make those can't, plays. You can't drop those. It's, it's early, but you you know what? You want to – they put themselves in position to be open. You got to make those plays. But um, actually, had a, John was happy to be there. Uh, Elway was there. We had some great conversation. I actually got to talk to – um, you know, Mr. Patton, and that was amazing just having his perspective on how he he's his thing of fixing the culture because the culture to me and uh is is, is slightly off. And so, uh, we, we we really want to do everything we can to get it back, and I think he's doing that. I don't remember if it was something that you tweeted or something that you told me, so forgive me here. But you and I had a discussion, or I saw something at one point where you were talking about these guys need to learn how to win, 
Yeah. You know, they they, yeah. they need to, you need to get the guys like yourself, like yeah. the Sharps of the world to kind of come in and show these guys, hey, this is how we built our championship team. Do you see Patton and Peyton, or Peyton, excuse me, <sighs> working towards kind of getting that incorporated and developing Absolutely. a championship chemistry? You know what? And I said it in my speech. There's only two guys on that team from the Super Bowl team from right. just six years ago. And mm -hmm. that's Vaughn and, and McManus. Those are the only two. Right. right? Uh, Kareem Jackson is 12 years in. I think he's the elder statesman on the team. They got a very young team. And honestly, they they know how to practice. They know how to go about the games. But it's honestly, it, winning in the NFL is a little bit different. Right. Because you do that, honestly, as a group. You can't do that individually. It's rare that you're going to have one guy that will come change your entire club. Right? You got to do it as a group. And you got to stick together. And sometimes I think with all the social media and all this, you, just, you see how they're pulled so many different directions. Right. The guys got to say, everybody get away from me during football season. And I'm dedicating myself to this locker room mm -hmm. and everything attached to this locker room only. I'll let my wife or significant other managers handle this other crap. I focus on football. That was the rule that I had at my house. And, and everybody respected, and that's why I got to play and stay in one spot for as long as I did. Good stuff. We're chatting with Rod Smith, former Denver Bronco wide receiver. Uh, speaking of those receivers, you mentioned you talked to guys like Cortland Sutton, yes. Jerry, Judy. Have you seen? Let, let's talk about the youngsters and Judy and Hamler. Yeah. Are you seeing some improvement for some of these young guys? More confidence in their game. You know what? I you know what I saw in them and what I felt. I tell you what I felt. We had little conversations because they was working, and I'm watching them do their drills. And their coach does a good job with the drills, but I see honestly a hunger. Especially mm. in the two guys you just mentioned. And Jerry and Hamler, their eyes told me that they were pissed off about last year. Mm. And I love what I saw from them. I saw a certain, you can tell a guy when he believes he could have got more out of himself. Regardless of what the critics say, I think those guys really wanted more out of themselves. They want to be more of the, uh, even like like Cortland was when he was healthy, you want to be a feel, feel like you can be a go-to guy. Like the quarterback right. can depend on you at any down and distance. You want to know that you can be counted on. I saw work from them. Tim Patrick, me and Tim had a good conversation uh, watching him put in that work, you know, as a starter now. He's not right. this guy who's a, you know, backup guy who was fighting for opportunities. Fighting for opportunity. He's the guy now. He's first in right. line and watching him lead is different. I said it's different when you're in front, right? Definitely. And you know who's behind you, which is a good thing. You got to make sure you lead them. And so, just watching him, like Warren Jackson and I worked a little bit this offseason, so talked to him and showed him some stuff that he was doing, some good things like that he can build on. It's always the, the case is building on stuff. So as a whole, they have a scary receiving core Definitely. to me. I just I just think um, who's going to throw on the ball? Right, and that's the million-dollar question. Yeah, it it could, be, could it be Teddy Bridgewater. Both, both of those guys, um, you know, I think they had real good 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 practices. Their energy was up upbeat. Um, uh, I, I think, um, you know, Drew, like I said, Drew's energy to me was very, very nice. What Love I it. saw at the end of practice was uh, Bridgewater stayed after practice and was throwing routes to some guys, some stuff that they missed during practice. Right. And I told Warren, I said, go over there. I don't care how tired you are, <laughs> get over there. Because right, he was doing some special team stuff, which he's supposed to do. I said, right. hey, find out what he wants to run and run it. I said, as long as he's out here and he got them cleats on his feet, you, you, you follow him. If Drew's out here, you follow him. I said, this is how you get reps. Remember, one of these guys is going to be the starter. You want to get as many reps with that right. guy as you can. Nothing against the, the other guys, but those two are the guys that we think right now one of them is going to be the starter. So I said, you get as many reps as you can as a young guy. Ain't no such thing as I'm tired. Ain't no such thing as I'm, I'm, I'm winded. No, I want reps. Right. How many reps can I get?
Words of wisdom from the great Rod Smith. Uh, he was at Broncos HQ over the course of the week, talking with some of the young players, seeing the quarterback battle, talking to John Elway. Very insightful conversation from Rod Smith. Let's hit a break. Back on the other side, we'll get some betting-centric again. We'll make some picks yes. for the Nuggets game tonight. We'll pick some winners across the board. Mile High Sports presents the Denver Sports Betting Show with Anilo Piro. Welcome back. 349 in the Mile High City Denver Sports Betting Show rolls on for a few more minutes before we hand it off to Eric Goodman and Andrew Mason for our afternoon drive flagship program right here on the fabulous Mile High Sports Radio. Thank you guys for rocking with us right here on 98.1 FM. You guys can also listen to the show, watch the show live online at denversportsbetting.com as well as milehighsports.com. This is Colorado's premier five-day-a-week betting-centric radio program. We're the only one of its kind, the only five-day-a-week show on local airwaves where we pick winners, we bring on guys like Rod Smith, and uh, we have a good time with it. But uh, let's go ahead, and the last segment of the show, we really love to kind of focus in on the winners. But before we get to that, it seems like uh, you have a little optimism about how this team, the Broncos, that is, are going to move forward with some of their units defensively and kind of developing a, a mature vibe around the team yeah, moving absolutely. forward. Uh, I, I, I was sitting there having a conversation with John, and uh, I said, you know what, I see this team being led by the defense. When we won the Super Bowl, even though we had Peyton Manning on offense, right. our defense led us to a lot of those victories. You know, Peyton did, you know, what he needed to do to, you know, keep us in position to win. But, you know, with Vaughn, uh, Chubb, Pro Bowlers, of course, Simmons, you got Kareem Jackson, you got some other, um, I think with Deuce being a rookie uh, corner, uh, Bryce Callahan, you got some guys who's who's got some experience in the league uh, I think we're going to be led on defense until everybody rallies around the quarterback. You know, when you don't have a true clear-cut quarterback, but that guy, the only way he's going to win that job is he's going to have to win the whole team. Right. You're going to win the city. And so, but I just think early on, especially, that we're going to be led by the defense. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, because defense is easier than offense. Offense, right. you need that timing. That's why I was saying what I was saying about the whole COVID protocol stuff when guys can't work out and they're separated like they are. That's going to make it tough to to build a continuity that you need on offense. Right, and they're a defensive-minded team led by a defensive-minded head coach. Yep. Uh, Vic Fangio, you know, very, very much known for his defense. So I'm excited to see how the season plays out for the Denver Broncos. But we got to be better on offense. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. We, 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 you can't win scoring 13 defense. points. Yeah, it's, it's defense played well enough for us to win some games, and I think we, we, we definitely should have did a lot better on offense because it's too much talent. It's too much young talent there. To not to expose other teams' defenses. Right. Good stuff. Well, uh, that is Rod Smith, former Denver Bronco. Yes, that Rod Smith, number 80, two-time Super Bowl champion, ring of famer, all that good stuff. But uh, while he is very sharp at the football, he's getting better at the sports <laughs> betting. Slowly, day by day, get he's my getting chips, better. Man. I'm just like everybody else. I want my money. <laughs> there it is. He wants that money. But okay, let's go ahead and take a look at uh, tonight's Nuggets game. Let's start there. I know there's a couple other games on the playoff basketball slate, but Denver, the four-point dog against the spread. We've also got Chase Howell behind the glass. What you got, Chase? What does Chase got? What's, what's does, Chase at? Uh, Chase, does Chase like the Nuggets or does he like the Blazers? I'm, I'm not feeling great about the Nuggets. What? I, so I, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the support? The We're four point underdogs? Four point underdogs, yep. yep. Okay. I think it's three and a half now. There's been a little bit of movement, but they opened up as the four point dog. I'm not feeling great about the Nuggets. We know what this team is after two days rest. What, but, are you, what is what is the, 
No, like their record after having two full days of rest as opposed to the one full day is like awful. They're at, the they Nuggets are actually really no slow. way too much yeah. about sports. Denver know. one in five against the spread in their last six games straight up. So Denver does not, and, and Portland four and zero against the spread following a game in which they lost the night before. So Portland has done an excellent job of not just winning but covering spreads following a loss, and they're at home, and they have two so days. So basically, what you tell me is you guys are not getting the four points in the Nuggets. You're saying that Portland's going to win. If I'm betting with my heart, I'm taking the four points. If I'm going to try to bet smart, I'm betting on Portland. Okay. That's like sacrilege. I got th- I got time to think about <laughs> I got time to think about that. All right. Uh what about the Lakers game tonight? I know that's going to be an interesting one. Their Ooh, first some good playoff money on game. That one. Yes, I won some I money on that one. I bet the over and I bet the Lakers yep. going to uh, Yep. They were going to clean up too. in that one. But Phoenix the 7 point dog, so plus 7 against the spread. In LA, but Phoenix is a mighty good team. If Chris Paul is healthy, I mean, come on. Yeah, but Chris Paul if he ain't healthy from the other day, he ain't going to be healthy today. Oh, what well, do you think he's going to be better in 2 days? He's been yeah. hurt for a minute. You're right. But Chris Paul, Chris Paul is a, is a great leader, but he ain't the lead dog on that team, right? You know, I just hate the Lakers, man. You hate the Lakers. I'm not a Laker guy, and I grew. I, up, I, I, I like my money. I don't care about the Lakers. See, either. but that's why I bet on them the last game, <laughs> and I bet on them in the play-in game against Golden State. So I mean, you're saying the Lakers giving up seven? I, you know what? That's tough, man. Because Phoenix, Phoenix plays them very, very well. What do you think, Chase? I think it's weird that the Lakers are more of a favorite against the Suns than they were against the Warriors in the playing game. Yeah, it's but, a little it's a little funky. Because the public. We, what we know about the Lakers is they get off to slow starts. So this is probably a live spot that we can look at maybe in the second quarter or something. The Lakers are are down or tied. Then they'll start playing better in the second. They're a second half team. So I, I'll take them in the second half. My other pick today is Nashville Predators at Ooh. home, plus 130. Love playing it. Playing game six there. Every home team has already won in that series. They're back in Nashville. Nashville's the rowdiest crowd in the NHL right Rowd- now. Not a soft city in Nashville, that's for sure. One more game. Same country music. They soft as hell. <laughs> one more game before we get out of here. That is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. Pretty much a pick them. The Bucks, the one and a half point favorite against the spread. You got any thoughts on this one? It, honestly, it's like the Heat, ain't, heat has no firepower. The Heat right. has no heat. <laughs> they, that's they, a good they one. No heat. They, they, honestly, I like the Heat because I like Jimmy Butler and I like uh, some of the players on their team, but it just seems like Milwaukee's just muscling them, dude. Yeah. Just muscling them. It's tough. I like you Milwaukee one as well. Half, one and a half. Yeah, it's I'll in take, Miami. I'm taking Milwaukee, even though they're, even though they're, they're one and a half. Love it. Yeah. I agree. Looks like we're in agreement on all three of those picks, actually. But uh, any closing? I don't know about the Nugget one yet. I still got I got I'll drive yeah, home. Yeah, it's a little tough. I'll, ta- I'll, 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 I'll text you some I'll inside to info. Carmelo guards and see what Carmelo's yeah, guards. We'll see. <laughs> Since y'all done not oh. Carmelo because he left. Right. Good stuff. <laughs> well, uh, any closing thoughts, Rod, before we get on out of here and pass the baton over to Afternoon Drive? No, no, man. You know, it's a great show. We're looking for, you know, we still got a few spots for sponsorships and stuff like that. So if you got a, you know, some people think you can't afford to, to advertise on the radio, guys. If you got a small business and you want to be able to get, some, get the word out, Hit us up. They got we got numbers and websites and stuff like that, and uh, we'll put something together for this particular show between three to four. You know that's why you see me jumping in here more and more. Uh, these guys do a great job, but we want to be able to push your brand and build it. You know we we know how to do it. Good stuff. That is Rod Smith's words, not mine. I'd love to have you on his board, but uh, take it from Rod. He knows what he's talking about. So Rod, <laughs> my man, thank, thank you very you much for you joining us. Awesome, Chase, good job. Andrew, good job. Up next, Afternoon Drive, Eric or Eric Goodman and Andrew Mason. I always do that. I switch up their last names sometimes. <laughs> but uh, they're coming up next from 4 to 6. Happy betting, folks. Enjoy the games tonight, and we'll talk to you guys manana, Denver Sports Betting Show. That's it for us. Yeah.